from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Back for hour number two, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM, bottom of the hour, Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com, Claxon's Barbecue at about 11.45, our picks right after that as we take you up until noon on a football Friday. That music means it's time for Bama Bob, Trent and I to go around college football. We preview Friday, we recap at the same time on Mondays. Bama, Trent, and Ken, thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm doing fine, guys. It's an interesting week this week, for sure. A lot of new development. Yeah, that's that's for certain, and uh, probably, sadly, more to come. And this is what the uh, these yep. Friday conversations are, are going to be like. Well, let's uh, Bama. Let's uh, get not get this out of the way, but we when there's a a game in the of one of the two state teams. Trent and I have spent the week talking about it, but you haven't joined us. I'm not going to ask you about Iowa State, Kansas, but I will ask you about Northwestern <laughs> making their way to Iowa. I was a slight favorite in this game. Northwestern looked really good against, I think, a really bad Maryland team, but Peyton Ram. He's a difference at quarterback. It's a, I think this is going to be a good game, Bamo. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I think so, too. Um, you know, you mentioned, I mean, Northwestern, I, I mean, Maryland is just, they're they're kind of the Kansas of the Big Ten, I think. Um, I don't know. I know Tua's brother. Uh, Didn't look saw, good. I watched a little bit of that game late, um, and, and he looked okay, but I think he came in, I don't think he was a starter uh, in that game. They played but, two quarterbacks, you're right. Yeah, and and so they're just a mess. I don't know how much you can take from that, but you know the the Iowa to me, and I know Purdue is better. That was a bad loss for Iowa, and I'm just looking at at it from the outside, so I don't have all the the details. But there was no Rondell Moore, there was no coach. Um, they blew a, a fourth quarter lead, you know, and and they, the way they blew it, guys, was it looked like was you know two long drives by Purdue. You know, Purdue had two twelve play drives. In the fourth quarter, over 70 yards, one ended in a touchdown, one ended in a field goal. Um, David Bell was a problem. Couldn't cover him. Right. Um, the running back was an issue. Yeah. I just I just think it was a bad loss. Now, you know, we know we can't really take week to week, but I think it's a tough game for, for Iowa because I think Northwestern, they do have some talent, maybe more than we're used to them having. You would expect Iowa, I see they're, you know, they're two-and-a-half-point favorite. At home, which just basically tells you that Vegas is just giving them the home field advantage. That they think this is pretty much a toss-up game. Um, although, you know, what really is a home field advantage this year? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I would. I don't know. I, it's hard to say. I would lean Iowa because I just. I don't know how good Northwestern is, as you said, against the bad Maryland team. But I think this game's tough. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's. I think it's purely a toss-up and. Turnovers either way. I mean, Iowa lost a couple fumbles. If they if they give it away again, Northwestern come in and and, uh, and you know bite them. Uh, Trent, let's stay in the Big Ten. Ohio State on the road. Penn State night game. Your thoughts on this one? It's gonna feel weird. It's yeah, gonna be just gonna such weird. a weird, maybe the oddest game that we've had all season long. Because you look at the Big Twelve and the SEC. At least there's some fans now in the stands and. 
whiteout, hundred plus thousand night game, and it's just not going nope. to be the same. But uh, for this one, you'll have to wait for my pick oh, until later in the program. Me too. So oh. hopefully we're on the different side. Bammy, your thoughts on that game? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on the environment. This is this is always one of my favorite games. Is the Penn mm-hmm. State primetime whiteout game, whether it's against Ohio State or Michigan yep. or you know whoever it is, and you know their their stadium is just. It's such a it, it, it's a it's a big stadium, obviously, but it's when you really look at it, it looks like an erector set. I mean, it's not one of these big, new, modern bowl kind of stadiums. There's all these, you know, decks and everything come from it, and it just is going to be weird. and And I think Penn State's going to miss it. I see, you know, Ohio State eleven and a half point favorite. That might be too much, but if if you know if Clifford gives the ball away again, I mean, they're going to make them pay. Um, and I, as strange as it seems, guys, I think Ohio State's going to miss this environment too. I think they really like playing the role of the villain in these kind of games, and and you know I think they can feed off of that energy in the stands as much as as Penn State can in a villain role. If, I mean that may sound a little silly, but well, I get where you're coming I just from. Think, I mean, I just think they like coming in uh-huh. and okay, you know, whiteout game at night, you know, hundred thousand fans, we're going to come in and shut them up, and and. In the past, they have, but this the last three years, this game's been tough. I mean, you know, with, with Barkley, he's not there anymore, obviously, but I think it just all comes down to quarterback play. Penn State almost has to play a perfect game, uh, and if they don't, if Clifford is, is loose with the ball and, and with no environment and no energy, they're going to have to make their own energy. I don't know where their head's at after that Indiana game. I mean, they're basically playing for their season right here, eight-game mm-hmm. season. If they go zero and two, you know what are the other six four? And because they're not going to get, they're not going to go anywhere. And uh, I, I don't know if that rallies them. I don't know if they're still, uh, you know, pissed off that they think they got screwed out of that game last week. Although they did their own, they did their part to give it back, yep. give it to Indiana. Nobody to blame but um, themselves. Yeah, I just like Ohio State. I just think they're one of the top three, and with Fields playing and and in that environment, um, I don't know if I like the eleven and a half, but. If I had to pick a side, I'd probably pick Ohio State to cover it. I just, I don't know. I just think that uh, it's a lot of points, but all, all things considered, it just comes down to quarterback play for me. Uh, Trent, let's finish up the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan State, Michigan. There's a lot of people who think Michigan State's going to. I mean, I look what happened. They last turned week. it over seven times. They they actually did move the football. No, it's Rutgers that they were yeah. playing, but the offense wasn't as bad as it was going to be. And the reason I like Rutgers is because I didn't think Michigan State could score 14. Mm-hmm. Rocky Lombardi looked pretty good at times. Again, the caveat against Rutgers here. And this is what, 24, 24 and a half, I think, this number? Don Brown against bad teams eats them for lunch. I, I think this thing is destined for 35-7 type of just absolutely boring blowout football yeah, I'm with All you. about Michigan. I almost didn't put it on the list because I see the game the same way. How about you, Bam? Has this game got a chance? I mean, make a case or can you that it's going to be good? <laughs> I think I, I'm not sure you can, and I think it just comes down to talent level. You'll look, Mel Tucker, they're paying him $5.5 bucks a year, okay? And they gave him a six-year contract, and I think the reason they did is because this administration knows this is a teardown. I mean, it's a teardown and a rebuild. Yep. And I think this is the first year of that complete teardown. I don't know how many of these players you're going to see on this Michigan State roster next year as contributors. I mean, if if, if things if he recruits the way that he's going to need to, and I know that's all changed this year, um, 
I just think Michigan, look, they look good against Minnesota. You mentioned the defense um, last week, Trent, that you know, Minnesota's defense not great. Michigan State's not great either. And I just think they got too much. Look, if you want to be if you want to be considered a contender, if you're Michigan, you have to at home again, whatever that means. You have to come in and you have to basically it's like a skins game. You got to validate that win at Minnesota last week. You're a 24 and a half point favorite. Okay, you may not have to cover that, but you need to win 35-14, something in that area. You have to show that that last week wasn't a fluke and that you can follow it up. And and Joe Milton's got a chance, I think, to have a really good. You know, really good game against what I think is a pretty bad defense. So I, I like Michigan. I hate to say it, but I like Michigan big. And if for whatever reason they don't, okay, um, then you really have to start questioning Jim Harbaugh and his coaching ability and his ability to get a team up week for week if they just don't come in and put the hammer down against the Spartans. Yeah, in state rival, you'd think that they'd have no trouble. Bama, let's stay in the Big 12. Let's start with you on this one. Uh, Texas Okie State's the best game uh, in the Big 12 this week, Oklahoma yep. State. I mean, they're in a murderer's role might be a little off the over the top, but they're in the meat of their schedule right now, Bama. Uh, here comes Texas looking like they maybe righted the ship a little bit. Uh, your take on this one? I think Oklahoma State's a better team, Ken. I mean, and, and the thing is, to me, I think they're more balanced. I mean, Hubbard, to me, is a difference maker. I mean, uh, Texas's defense hasn't been good. I would not, it would not, surprised me to see him run for 200 yards um, in this game. Uh, you know, that said, Oklahoma's, you know, Brees Hall ran for, what, 185 yeah. yards on 20 carries. That's nine yards a clip last week, okay? So, but Texas's leading rusher is Sam Ellinger. Yeah. I mean, that's all they seem to have on offense. I mean, I know they have some receivers, but he's got to make a play, and he doesn't. When it breaks down, he scrambles. So, I just think that I mean, it sounds easy, but good defenses usually can take away one thing. And if you can just take away Ellinger's ability to run, I think you've got a you got a chance. You can control the clock with Hubbard, and you can put up points. Um, I just like I like Oklahoma State in this game. I think they're for real. Um, you know, Texas maybe, like you said, maybe righted it against Baylor. That was a good win for them. They, uh, ironically, probably their best win of the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just. I just think if you took, if you take, uh, it's the the cliche. You take the emblems off the helmets, and then you you know, like Trent said in Michigan, Minnesota. If you if you take the emblems off the helmets, and you look at the talent, and you look at the production, Oklahoma State's a better football team overall. So I like them. I might you know listen. If I were betting it, I might buy a point to get it underneath that three and a half. That might you know scare me a little bit, but I I just think Oklahoma State's better. I think they're coming off a really good win over what I think is the second-best team in the conference in Iowa State. And, you know, now they get to back it up with an in-state, you know, not an in-state, but against a team that, you know, their second-biggest rival in Texas and the team that's, you know, the blue blood of that conference, they got a really got a chance to put to make a statement in this game, and I think they do. All right, then K State next week in Oklahoma, so they're in the meat of their schedule. Trent, yeah, like this game a lot. I will be betting it later on. My one uh, little thing to add here: Texas always seems to play to the level of their opponent. They're playing somebody mm-hmm. bad, they don't play very well. Playing somebody good, they play a lot better, and I think they are going to play good tomorrow. Will be good enough to grab that three and a half. Find out at eleven fifty. <laughs> All right, uh, 
Trent, I know you don't. I don't even need to ask you. Well, we, we've gone through West Virginia, <laughs> Kansas State, in the middle of Iowa more than anybody else has ever had in the country. I we've talked about this game a ton. This might be the third, uh, as far as how much conversation we've had. This might be ranked number. <laughs> we three We might have this talked week. about this game more than Iowa State, we Kansas. Might, this we week. might have. It's a good point, Bama. Uh, give us thirty seconds on this game because we've got a lot of ground to cover here. Uh, K State on the road, West Virginia. K State's getting points. Yeah, they are, but. I don't know, Ken. I just, I'm not sold on them. I'm just, I'm not. Now, you guys watch probably a lot more Big 12 than I do. I, I catch them in, in spots, okay? Um, the Oklahoma game, the beginning of the year, we, you know, that meltdown for Oklahoma. Um, and But listen, you give them credit. You know, Texas Tech, the, the one that really stands out to me is, is the TCU win. I thought that was really a good win for them. I didn't, you know, that was a complete game. I, I don't know. I think it catches them tomorrow. I just, to me, they're not a they're not a run the table mm-hmm. Big Twelve team. I just don't think they have that kind of talent. I know they have bigger games. They've already played one uh, in Oklahoma. They still got Texas. They got Oklahoma State. They got Iowa State. Um, but you know, look if they can if they can get to five and zero tomorrow somehow. This is one of those weird trips: Manhattan, Kansas, to Morgantown, West Virginia. Um, I, I I don't know. I like. I'm just going to take West Virginia. I don't know if I like them to cover, but on a money line, I, I'm going with the Mountaineers. I just I think it ends for K State tomorrow in terms of. I think they're still in the race, and they're still going to be a factor, and they're a good team. I just don't see them as a dominant team in the Big Twelve. And you know, listen, they can prove me wrong tomorrow if they go to Mount, uh, Morgantown and win. You are on everybody's side but mine. I'm the lone ranger <laughs> taking K-State in this one. You're going to be puffing that chest out Monday morning, well, though, if you get this one right. Complete coverage yeah. of this game. That's where we'll start at 10.05. Bama, let's go to the SEC. It's not a great week in the SEC, but I no. found one to talk about. Georgia and Mizzou in the East. Look, Missouri, to me, um, you know, them and Arkansas, maybe two of the bigger surprises uh, in that conference so far. Missouri's got a win. They beat LSU, which I guess not saying a whole lot this year. The Kentucky game got my attention, though. Will this be close, Bama? Uh, Missouri at Florida. I yeah. To Georgia. But, uh, yeah. Part. I mean, I think it's got a chance. Um, you know, you the, and the reason is I don't know where Florida is, guys. I mean, you just you never know. They had the, the outbreak. They've been off for, what, two and a half weeks, whatever it is. Complete, and part of that is a complete shutdown. You know, they had the game with LSU postponed last week. You don't know who had COVID. I don't. I know they had an outbreak with all the positive tests. I have not seen a list of, you know, was it Kyle Trask? Was it Pitts? Was it, was it key players? Um, you know, it affects different players in different ways. Um, I, I don't know. On, on You know, a normal week you would say, listen, you know, with fans in the stands, a packed swamp, you know, Missouri's got no chance. I think they have an outside chance. Florida's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know if I like that number or not. No, um, Florida just can't run the ball. I mean, they're averaging only 120 yards a game on the ground, and they're really relying on, on Kyle Trask. And maybe that's enough against Missouri, but you're right. I mean, that, that Kentucky game last week with Missouri really – Mm-hmm. I mean that got my attention, and it was more the the given only the given up ten points. They only put twenty up. They only allowed ten. I just think that Florida's going to be able to put up you know a lot more than that, assuming again that everybody is healthy and plays. And um, their defense has not been good, and that's what cost them at A and M. But I like Florida to win the game tomorrow. I you know I would probably lay the points if I had to, not real confidently, and it's just the fact that I don't know. 
how this outbreak affected the team on and off the field in terms of who had it, how bad it was, how much time they missed, and that sort of thing. Yeah, and I think uh, echoing a few of your points here, this one kind of seems destined for a sloppy one, just an ugly kind of yeah. football game with that layoff. Yeah, This is something uh, from the AP story, the preview that I read last night when Ken put this on the list to really crack me up. Florida linebacker James Houston arranged chairs in his living room to simulate blockers. Malik Davis, the running back, slid his bed against one wall to create extra space, and Kyle Trask threw passes to his girlfriend, who is an outfielder on the softball team. That's what these guys have had to do, though, the last two and a half weeks. Yeah, just wild. Hey, guys. This is 2020, guys. I mean, that's just, it's just where we're at, and we're seeing it in the Big Ten, and. You know, God bless the Big Ten if they can finish their season. I'm with you, and that's a night game. SEC Network has this game uh, at 6.30. All right, this real quick, because we're running out of time. We've got three minutes left. Of the remaining three playoff contenders, we talked about Ohio State. So, obviously, Clemson beat uh, Boston College. That game might change a little bit, although the quarterback's name that Trent and I won't even attempt to pronounce <laughs> is the number 1 quarterback recruit in the country. DJ. There you go. Uh, uh, Mississippi State, Alabama. Boston College, Clemson, or Georgia at Kentucky? Of the three remaining playoff contenders, Trent, who has the best chance to get tripped up? To lose the game outright. And yes. That's what we're talking about here, not the spread, because I told you earlier, I like Boston College even before the Lawrence News, though that number has dwindled. I think it's Georgia against Kentucky, and I know Kentucky looked bad. Wilson was awful. Just really, really bad. Yep. But their lines are both pretty good. This Georgia, especially their defensive front, not what we're used to, at least at the elite level that we've seen in the past. I think they can move it and ugly this thing up. Maybe a sloppy day and they win it you know, 16-50. One of those stupid games. I could see Georgia losing that type of game. I still can't see either of these other two teams losing this game this weekend. Bama, of those three, uh, which who has the, I guess, who has, is in the worst spot to get tripped up, maybe? Georgia. I mean, they're on the road against Kentucky. Listen, Clemson's at home. Um, I think Alabama's at home against Mississippi State. Um, it, everybody got all excited over Mike Leach to start out the season with that win over uh, um, LSU, and all KJ Costello's done since then is awesome. I think throw ten interceptions. Yeah. I mean, he's been terrible. I know Waddle is gone, um, but they they're just going to have way too much. Mississippi State's going to try to throw this ball fifty five, sixty times a game. They're only averaging a hundred yards on the ground. I don't give much of a shot. I'm with Trent. I think Georgia, I don't think it'll happen, but I think Stoops will get his team's attention from last week and, and just say, listen, this isn't good enough. And maybe Georgia goes in a little overconfident because I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think the uh, the cocktail party it is next uh, week. Is come, is, yeah, so, you know, maybe I don't want to talk, you know, I hate the term trap game, but, you know, if you're going to be looking ahead, if you're, you know, between, you catch them between, Alabama and Florida. You know, they're coming, they are coming off a bye, but I think it's Georgia. Uh, I don't think it'll happen, but I'm with Trent. Something weird, goofy, crazy happens, you know, couple block punts, whatever it is. Uh, I could see one of these, you know, down to the wire, fluky kind of games. So it's Georgia. 45 seconds left, boys. Sneaky good game, Trent Condon. Sneaky good. Well, you know where we go when we're looking for sneaky AAC games. AAC for you. It's the American Athletic Conference for me this week. Memphis at Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Big win for Cincy last week on the road back home for Memphis. Alabama. Uh, sorry, Ken. I'm going <laughs> 630 SEC Network. Yeah. Um, Arkansas at Texas A&M. Ooh. A&M favored by 12. Um, listen, 
Felipe Franks versus Kellen Mond, two Milan quarterbacks during their careers, two two guys that have seemed to have righted the ship under different sets of circumstances, both coming off bye weeks. I listen. Arkansas should have gone in, should have had the win at Auburn. Mm-hmm. They didn't get it. I think A and M's a little better, um, but I'm going to go. I think that's got a chance to be a pretty good game. That's interesting, Bama, because so the SEC Network's got two games in that window, so the alternate channel will be coming into play because Florida-Missouri's yeah. on at the same time. Uh, that is a sneaky is. good game. Uh, I think you've, you might have uh, given me something to watch other than the Big Ten. <laughs> I'll go TCU-Baylor. Yeah, uh, yeah TCU-Baylor, just, yeah. just to be different. I think that's a good one. Yep. Uh, we're out of time, Bama. We'll do this on Monday at 11.05. Thank you, Bama. Bob, we'll recap it all Monday at this time. See you. Have a good weekend. You too, guys. Look forward to it. Thanks. Yep. Take care. Bama Bob, Trent and I going around college football. It's time for another $1,000 handoff. Text the keyword WIN to 200-200. It's your chance to win $1,000. WIN to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Tom Cakert from HawkeyeReport.com on Northwestern. The Hoopsters, North Carolina in the ACC Challenge, and the Zags. Boy, December the 19th, there's too much sports. Too much sports. There's an NFL you game saying like it's night? a bad thing. No, I'm not saying like it's a bad thing. Uh, there's all the there's the uh, the Big Ten versus 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 versus. Uh-huh. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful day. But um, win to 200-200. Tom Cakert, Miller and Condon till noon. Claxon's still to come. 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. This ain't your daddy's sports station. Well, well, it probably is, but you get the point. 1460 AM and now 106.3 FM. This is Des Moines Sports Station. Or to learn more. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon. For the first time in 2020. Football team will take the field. Kinnick Stamer, it's crazy, isn't it? We're last weekend in October, but here we are. Tom Kickert is with us. HawkeyeReport.com. Want to save a couple of minutes for basketball as well. Uh, but Tom, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. Uh, this is a tricky game, Tom. We've had a lot of varied opinions on this game. The line two and a half. Uh, Fitz's uh, um, hate might be a little, but he does. He enjoys beating Iowa. We'll put it that way. Uh, we saw Peyton Ramsey look very good against a bad Maryland team. We saw Iowa struggle to stop the run. We know that Northwestern likes to run. Help us out with this game. I think it's going to be uh, a back and forth. Could go either way. What do you say? Yeah, I would expect a low scoring game. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of let's both kind of run the ball. Plus, um, you know, the people need to factor in 20 to 30 mile an hour winds mm-hmm. tomorrow at Kinnick Stadium from the West. So um, that's going to impact the game as well, which kind of leads to more running of the football. Um, Northwestern, much better. They've got a competent quarterback in, in Peyton Ramsey. Um, here's the thing I come, about, come down to with Northwestern, though, is certainly they're better, but is Maryland just Garbage. I think so. And that's maybe what we saw last week that Maryland's just probably the worst team in the Big Ten this year and might not even be close. So um, I, that's what I wonder about with the 325 yards is was that more about Maryland than about Northwestern? Well, we know Northwestern has been able to run the football against Iowa last year, yeah. notwithstanding. And Bowser, he's still around, though. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit banged up. 
Purdue ran the football. And Purdue ran the football without their starting running back. How concerned? I know linebacker play was a big part of that with all the injuries and everything else that they have going on there. How much is it linebackers? How much is it the front, the defensive line? Oh, I think it's primarily on the defensive line. I just thought they kind of got pushed around Mm -hmm. um, and got tired. I I was surprised they really limited um, the the subs. They don't feel very good. just seems like they don't seem too confident in their subs. Um, you know, there was a point where we're well into the second half, and I think Damian Nixon had been uh, Davion Nixon had been out out of uh, off the field for like maybe three or four plays, and that's lot. it. So you can't have a D tackle play that many play seventy one snaps and expect him to be standing uh, at the end of the game. And he was tired, so uh, I saw like tired guys up front. Um, and uh, that's going to be a concern, but it's a teachable moment for Iowa to maybe shore some things up uh, on the defensive front. What do you think that uh, that Petra shored up this weekend? I didn't think he played poorly at all, Tom. I know that there was some uh, some uh, criticism, more than some criticism, on your board on the football board. I, I I thought I didn't think it was deserved. It was his first start after all. Did he miss a couple of guys? Yeah, but a lot of guys do that uh, whether they play on Saturday on Sunday. Obviously, throwing into triple coverage at the end of the game wasn't optimum, but I didn't see the uh, the coaches' film to know what what else might have. Been been open at the time what is petrus working on yeah i i thought he played pretty well um all things considered first start i thought he was he was a little nervous a little amped at the beginning and after that he was really good and his guys i think the one area where he probably will need to settle down a little bit more is, is thrown on the run because it's it tended to be um high and hard uh and uh, those were you know that that's a throw he's got to be able to make in the Big Ten to be effective. So he's just got to settle down on that throw, make it a nice, easy throw right to the chest instead of uh, gunning it. So I think that's probably the biggest thing. But I, I suspect he's going to be fine uh, in this uh, upcoming game. A couple of transfers this week. Shadrick Bird from down in Alabama. Uh, Iowa was yeah. his only power conference offer. Heard a lot of good things about him. Seemed like a guy, but... That depth chart in front of him, difficult to run up the running back position. And then Judy, a kid from Florida, what can you tell us on that front? I know a lot of people want to try to connect the dots, a couple of African-American players leaving the program. Yeah. Anything to that? Yeah, um, I, I, it wasn't race-related. I think Bird just kind of got beat out by Gavin Williams. That's what I've heard. He's, he's gotten passed by him. Gavin Williams traveled this past week, so... One of the true freshmen gets ahead of him, and you're already fourth on the depth chart, and I think he probably was just a little frustrated. I had heard back in August that Yahweh Judy was thinking about opting out for the season, um, just over some concerns and uh, different issues. So I don't think it's race-related, but I just I think maybe his, his mind is not on football, and he's way far away from home during the pandemic, and um, maybe just wants to get closer to home. A uh, couple of notes on basketball, Tom. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. We saw Nor- uh, North Carolina, the ACC Big Ten Challenge game. It's on the schedule now. So is Gonzaga for that incredibly busy day on December the 19th. What isn't on the schedule yet uh, is Iowa hosting Iowa State. I know that uh, Fran McCaffrey wants to play the game. Um, when do you think we'll hear a date for that? Good question. You're seeing a lot of basketball teams get their schedules out. Yeah. And I've heard that maybe the Big Ten's going to have something next week. 
uh, for us for uh, in terms of basketball, but that was kind of like fingers crossed more than it's coming. Uh, so um, you know, I'm hopeful that we'll get a Big Ten schedule. And um, right now, I, I you know the the big thing with Big Ten and you know Big Twelve and other conferences that seems to be a problem is everybody's doing testing a little bit differently. And some of the conferences are like, yeah, you can't play anybody from that league in your non-con. So, and, and I know the big 12 is doing things differently than the big 10. So uh, that might stand in the way, but I, I kind of think they're still going to try and find a way to play that game. And I've heard Iowa still doing their MTE thing that might be the first, you know, kind of games that they play is kind of two pretty easy games. It sounds like so. Um, but that, you know, I think the schedules are getting there, probably be five, six, seven games, and then on to the conference schedule of 20 games. Well, they're going to maybe be playing in, what, three weeks, fellas? No, four weeks. Four weeks. Four yeah. weeks, unbelievable. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, thank you. Appreciate it. As always, we will talk to you in a week. Thanks, Tom. Okay, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. As we did a little uh, Hawks. We did the clones earlier uh, are you gonna play? You're not. It's not in your picks. It's not. If I had to grab one in the Iowa game right away, I uh, looked at it and I, oh yeah, I'll lay the three, which it was at the mm-hmm. time. Now down to two and a half. With Iowa, as this week has gone on, just have a bad feeling, and maybe it's those memories of Northwestern in the past. And hearing a lot of positive things about Peyton Ramsey. Yes. And you watch the Big Ten in sixty. Mm-hmm. You watch the uh, the game back. Just gets the ball out quick. Uh huh. I don't know if it's the line's yeah. pretty good too, and they are, and they. Um, I mean, it's not just Bowser's that Drake Anderson kid yep. who was really good last week. The tight end transferred into the program. This needs to be a game for Iowa. They need to go out there and not get into a phone booth slug match. Here, you have weapons on the outside. Use them. Go and score. Don't. Well, let's hope we can win seventeen thirteen. No, you need to pick up the pace here. Get moving. This is the game for that. Don't play the Northwestern style. You finally have all this skill talent. Use it. And I think they got into that problem a little bit last week. Right now, we're going to unbusy the phone lines. If you've been trying to get in, getting a busy signal, that was purpose on our part. But uh, they're open right now at 284-5966. We will take the first four callers, give you an opportunity to win some Claxons Barbecue. The first four of you, if you're getting a ring, stay right there. That means you are in as we have four lines into the building. 284-5966. Claxons Barbecue. Coming up next, Miller and Condon's Picks as well. 1460 KXNO. Promotion. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM, this time every Friday. We save a few minutes to give four of our listeners an opportunity to win barbecue from our friends at Claxon's, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, online, Claxon. BBQ.com, KlaxonBBQ.com, in business 25 years, barbecue in Altoona. And I'll be out there, Southeast Polk, tonight for the Yankee Centennial Stop Polk. in. That is, uh... Use my name. I will. Won't get you any further ahead. Okay, but, but I'll, I'll still say that Ken sent me, and... Yeah, maybe grab uh, some wings for coming no, back here. I got to come back... brisket sandwich. Brisket sandwich. Oh, yeah, they brought oh. that to us one time. It is so good. 
going to be stopping there after the game tonight and getting my grub on a little late night this evening. All right, Shane, Ronnie, Justin, and Tori, the tiebreaker is Kansas City Chiefs points. Just them, not the <laughs> Jets. Just Chiefs. That's the tiebreaker. 60? <laughs> I don't think it'll get quite that Probably high. Not. Uh, Shane is up first. Shane, how are you? Oh, feeling awesome. Good. Uh, Green Bay is a six-and-a-half-point favorite as they host Minnesota. Green Bay. New Orleans, a four-and-a-half-point road favorite against the Bears. Uh, Bears. Hawkeyes give two-and-a-half to Northwestern. Um, let's go with the Hawks. Iowa State, a 28-and-a-half-point favorite over Kansas. Um, let's go with Kansas. How many points will the Chiefs score this weekend, Shane? Uh, 37. Have a good weekend, Shane. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Ronnie is up next. Hi, Ronnie. Hi. Green Bay, six and a half over Minnesota. Green Bay. New Orleans gives four and a half to Chicago. New Orleans. Iowa, two and a half point favorite over Northwestern. Hawkeyes. Iowa State, 28 and a half over Kansas. Cyclones. How many points will the Chiefs score this weekend? 45. Ronnie, have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Justin is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Justin. What's going on, fellas? Good to talk to you. Green Bay, six and a half point favorite over the Vikes. We're going with the Pack. New Orleans, four and a half to Chicago. We'll go with the Saints. Iowa gives two and a half to the Cats of Northwestern. Go Hawks. Iowa State, 28 and a half to the Jayhawks. We'll go Cyclones. And how many points will the Chiefs score this weekend, Justin? Closest without going over. 42. Justin, have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. And uh, Tori brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hi, Tori. Hey. Uh, Green Bay, six and a half over the Vikings. Um, Green Bay. New Orleans, four and a half point favorite over the Bears. I'll go with the Saints. Hawks, two and a half over Northwestern. Go Hawks. Iowa State, 28 and a half over Kansas. Rock'em, sock'em, Jayhawk'em. All right. Is, is, is Tori the only one to take the Jayhawks track? No, uh, she did at the beginning. Too. All right. Uh, how many points will the uh, will uh, will uh, the Chiefs score this weekend, Tori? Let's go 36. Tori, have a good weekend. Thank you, you too. Thank you. Three, uh, two consensus picks this week. Everybody on the Packers. Everybody on the Hawkeyes. You know what that means? Grab the Vikings and the Wildcats and the points this weekend. Well, we're anxious to see what you're going to do, Trent Condon. You are on a tremendous roll. Uh, 62% over the season. You're seven up and three down in your last ten. Take it away. Thank you as I fire up the band. and Well, you hear that band? Yeah. I think we know that fight song. That's Notre Dame. Irish making their way down to Atlanta to take on the Ramblin' Wreck. Georgia Tech has been incredibly inconsistent this year. Really just hasn't been a great season. Look-ahead spot. That's what I'm looking at here. Grab the 20 with Tech at home. Like that young quarterback for them too, Sims. I think he's got a future. He's very inconsistent. He's right here. They can hang around. Grab the 20 with pick number one. Pick number two. Let's go to the biggest game of the college weekend. In-state college, Penn State. Getting 12 at home against the Buckeyes. Statistically, Penn State dominated that game. The running back, Kane just falls at the one. They win the game. But ultimately, it is a results-oriented when we look at these games. Well, here, this is too many points. 
Penn State, the last four years, has been within a single point in three of the four. They won a game against the Buckeyes. They play incredibly well. Give me to the Nittany Lions, plus 12 in pick number two. For our first pick of the NFL, let's go to Cleveland. The Browns, a two-and-a-half point favorite against the Raiders. Like the number more than anything. I think Cleveland's a touch better. They get them at home. Vegas coming across the country. Get the Browns. Get the two-and-a-half. My only favorite of the week. We finish up. Been talking about this game quite a bit this weekend. The Rams, the long road trip on a short week going all the way across the country to Miami. More than anything, I just like this spot. We'll see what Tua looks like overall. I really like Tua overall as a quarterback, and I think he's going to have something. They're not going to just run it right at Aaron Donald. Give me the Dolphins plus the three in the hook. Can we finish up my best bet of the week? Oklahoma State at home for Texas. Texas plays well against good teams. They play bad against bad teams. This is a good team, and they'll play well. My best bet of the week. The Longhorns plus the three in the hook as we look to build on a very strong start to the season. Well, uh, I'm also coming off a four and one week and seven out of my last ten, but my start of the season has kept me just, uh, just put me back to 500. So here we go. I have a couple of Big 12 games on my... Actually, I've got three Big 12 games on my docket. One of them is my best bet. I'm going to take K-State, put my money where my mouth is. I've been harping on this game all week long. I'm the only one that's got K-State. I will take the four uh, over West Virginia, whose defense statistically, I guess, is amongst the best in the Big 12. Look who they've played. I don't think K-State's really that... They're not one of the best teams in the Big 12. But neither is West Virginia. Give me the four. TCU and Baylor. Baylor's had some guys that have opted out. TCU, I don't know what to make of that game last week. I'm going to take TCU, lay the two and a half. TCU gets back in the win column as they pick off the Bears. Into the NFL we go. Uh, Julian Edelman is out for New England. Cam Newton has not looked good. Buffalo, on the other hand, they don't have many opportunities or haven't had. I know they've beaten New England in the past a few times. But now's the time that I think that they're going to start to extract some revenge over the next few years. I'll take the Bills. Only have to give up three and a half. I'll do so for my first NFL pick. I'll be honest, Trent. I really struggle to find another NFL game. I do not like the slate of NFL games this week. I'll settle on Tampa Bay, and that's what I'm doing. I'm settling. It's Monday night. They're on the road to take on the Giants. Giants are not a good football team. Tampa Bay is a really good football team. Maybe the best team in the NFC. Laying 10.5. Brady's got this team playing well. I will take Tampa Bay. My best bet of the week back in the Big 12. I think Oklahoma's figured it out. I do. Texas Tech coming off a surprise win last week. Oklahoma, it's two touchdowns. I'll lay the 14 points. I think Oklahoma's going to pound them. Rattler's good. The youth on that football team at the skill positions starting to figure it out. Give me Oklahoma my best bet. TCU, K-State, Buffalo, and Tampa Bay, and that will do it. Uh, Joe Stacy and company, football Friday night uh, here tonight. They get underway at 6.30. Lawful Holes and the whole crew, they've got eight games covered. You'll be on the air at 10.30. Mm-hmm. Yep. Southeast Polk and Ankeny Centennial, the replay of that one. Sean and Emery tomorrow, they don't start until 9 o'clock as the Cyclone Fanatic pregame show as heard at 8. Then Emery at Sean at 9. I'm assuming they'll have something to say about Tony Larusa. <laughs> I'll be disappointed if they don't. Uh, next local programming. Why? Murph and Andy are in it, too. And then the Fanatics at 4. And then football Friday night at 6.30. Have a wonderful weekend. Appreciate you listening. Uh, Trent and I take over the 10 to noon slot 
on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Talk to you on Monday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 AM, and now 106.3 FM. This is